Welcome to the Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, you are here with us tonight, and we're so honored and so grateful for you to come here. I'm so excited to see you again and hear your voice. We had a great time when I was there with you in the early days. You were pioneering, and I, you know, we talked about the resistance that you were getting, and I'm so proud that you kept on pushing because you have that warrior spirit, and you're doing a great work <laughs> there in Sweden. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to see you continuing, even through the pandemic, continuing to plow. So congratulations. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Can you remember the dates when you visited us in Gothenburg? Oh, my goodness. It was 2018. Or the month. Yeah, yeah it was 2018. June. I know it was 2018 because we went from Sweden to London to somewhere else. We were traveling all through Europe at that time. So, yeah, it was in the beginning of June 2018. Yeah. Yeah. But do you remember, because now it's a while since you were here, it's some years ago, but yeah. I know that you, you had some um, strong impression about the water spirits and these things. Uh, when you came to us, you saw the Poseidon that we have here in Gothenburg. Which is a statue. A statue <laughs> of a water god. <laughs> uh, and I know that you were bothered by that and you talked about that. You made a vlog about it. Yeah. Um but can you remember anything else of putting your feet here in the nation? Yeah, I remember, you know, the Lord speaking to me about your city, you know, Gothenburg being a gate in Sweden. And he's spoken to me about revival there. And, you know, the, the reformation thrust that you have is what it's going to take to see that come to pass. So I know that you and others in Sweden, we've got uh, an Awakening Prayer Hubs movement here, and we've got a, a prayer hub in Sweden, and uh, we've got a couple prayer hubs in Sweden, and they are taking that word and warring with it, according to 1 Timothy 1.18. I truly believe that the work you're doing is so critical to what God is planning to pour out in Sweden. I know there's others throughout the nation that are also plowing. We need the, those large cities like yours to to be on the same page. And I, I just, I'm really believing for that awakening God spoke to me about in 2007. There's going to be a great awakening before that final harvest of believers in the end times. And I think we're edging toward that. So really God rose you up for such a time as this and you're on point and uh, you're just right in the middle of the fray. And and so I, I you know, I'm really pleased uh, with, with what I see and the progress I see in Sweden since I've been there. Uh, it's really good to see you again. Yes. You know? it's, yeah. You're part of the family. So yeah. <laughs> it's really good to have you on board. But, you know, we have a heritage of Vikings here in Sweden yeah. and, uh, you know, the warring spirit. And that is something that the enemy has really pressed down. But this is something that we are talking about all the time in our school to just pay, pick up our swords and become that mm -hmm. spiritual Vikings again, to take dominion and take uh, territory and take back what the enemy has stolen. And I believe that that is so crucial with that book that you have written about the watchman uh that the making of a watchman and could you please we will show a picture of of your book uh and i just want to ask you how how you, that came how that was birthed in inside of you yeah that's a great question so actually dr sharon stone who's a dear dear friend of mine when I was going to Europe, um, actually, it was because of her that I started going to Europe every month. She prophesied I needed to come now. 
And uh, she had me in with the British Isles uh, Prophetic Council, and she wanted me to teach them on being a watchman. And I had taught on that before, and she'd seen me do it, and she invited me in, and we met all day long, and I did several hours of teaching. And then all the prophets there just got on their faces and began to cry out to God. And she sent me a transcript of the teaching. She's so awesome like that. She sent me a transcript of the whole teaching. She says, you know, Jennifer, you really should write a book about this. And so I did, and I pitched it to my friend Larry over at Destiny Image. And right now, this book, The Making of a Watchman, is number 16 of all Christian books uh, wow. in the whole world. It, uh, it just launched a couple of months ago. The Evangelical Christian Publishers Association is number 16 of all the books in the world. I mean, all the books in the world. So God is really breathing on this message of the Watchman right now. I didn't expect it. Cindy Jacobs uh, is on board with it. She's really helped me as well. So it's a right now word for the nations. Yes. And I, I read something that you posted today on Facebook that was, you know, me as a warrior <laughs> reading this was like, yeah, it, it just said amen inside of me. And I just want to read it, what you wrote. Uh, the most effective spiritual warrior cultivate intimacy before they enter into the battlefield. Look at David, the worshiping warrior that never lost a battle. And I just found that so, so good. But can you please Talk about that. Why does the warrior need the intimacy? You know, it's really important because everything we get comes from God. Even our spiritual warfare strategies come from God. The Bible says that, you know, God always leads us into triumph in Christ Jesus. And so as warriors, we need to be able to hear his voice crystal clear. And we can't do that unless we cultivate this intimacy with him. We can't spend all our time on the battlefield and, and, and not spend time in the prayer closet. We can't spend all our time binding demons and not sitting in the presence of God getting refreshed or we will become harsh and, and hard-hearted and cruel and begin to uh, make accusations even against other believers. We'll see demons everywhere, in other words, instead of seeing God. And that's one of the messages in the Watchman book. I spoke with Patricia King about it a couple of years ago because in the past, the, the Watchman has been all all about demons, demons, demons. And it still is largely about watching for the enemy attacks. But the modern day watchman, this new breed of watchman that's rising up is also watching for the king of glory. And if we begin to watch for God and sit in his presence and look for and hear what he's saying, you know, if, if there's a demon there, God will show us, right? He, he'll, he'll make it clear that there's enemy interference. And so I think we have to adjust our lens in this time and realize that we, we've got to continue to put God first in everything we do. We don't want to get so busy working for God that we don't have time to spend with God. Mm. Yeah. Because every warrior needs rest. You cannot yeah. fight all the time. We need to go back and rest and then go out for fight and be ready for fight again. Otherwise, you know, you know we will not have strength to keep fighting so much more. Yeah, but That's also right. uh, many don't realize that worship is a way of, of war. Uh, that you really create a space and say your kingdom come and you declare that his kingdom is established here on earth. So why do we miss that? What, what is it that makes us miss that important ingredients of our warfare? Yeah, I think it's because we have a tendency to try to do things at our own strength. Uh, we have to remember that we're human beings, not human doings, and that apart yes. from Christ, we can't do anything. And so it's only in him, it's only by his name, by his word, by his blood, by his weapons, by his armor, 
that we can win in the battlefield. And so if we if we try to do all this on our own, we get so busy and, and sometimes we leave God out of the equation. But I'll go back to the scripture that says God always leads us into triumph in Christ Jesus. That supposes that God is leading us. And many times we jump the gun. We don't wait to hear what God wants to do. If you look in the Bible, David, several times in scripture, David asked the Lord, shall I go up? He didn't just charge to the battle line. He asked the Lord, should I go up? And the Lord would say, go up and recover all, go up. And one time he said, no, wait, go this way instead. So David, I believe the reason why David was so effective in warfare was because he was intimate with God. He knew the voice of God. He knew the ways of God. He said, teach me your ways, O Lord. You know, he understood God's emotions, his character, the covenant. And out of that place of intimacy, he was, uh, he was able to, wage an effective warfare. He wasn't afraid. I mean, all the other Israelites, when Goliath was threatening Israel, even Saul, who was head and shoulders taller than everybody else, was afraid. And David shows up, this teenage boy, you know, with a slingshot and a stone and takes down the enemy of Israel. He knew who he was in God and he knew who his God was in him. Yes, because the Lord also says in the second Samuel that God do not look at the outward appearance, but looks at the heart. And yeah. one with the heart aligned with God's heart is the one who is able to take the enemy down. Yes. Is a watchman and a warrior the same thing, or is it two different things? Ooh, that's a great, great question. It's two different things, but they can cross over. So not all warriors are watchmen. But all watchmen are warriors because the watchman is often the first one to see the enemy. And so the watchman, he's looking or she's looking way out there. She's He or she is ascending in the spirit through prayer and gets that prophetic perspective. And it begins to see the enemy from a far way away. The warrior might not see the enemy until after the enemy has hit or the or until they discern the enemy very close in their proximity. But the watchman has a, a further purview. They see further out and they warn the rest of the body of Christ. They warn the warriors to rise up and fight. But many times the watchman watchman is the first defense against the enemy because the watchman is the first one to see the enemy. Mm. Mm. So a watchman is a, a prophet. They are a seer. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So I believe, and this is what I taught when we were in England with Dr. Sharon, I believe that all prophets have a watchman function. And this is what she was trying to get over to the prophets was like, look, you've got to rise up in that watchman anointing. So all prophets are watchmen, but not all watchmen are prophets. Jesus actually called all of us to watch and pray. So we all have a responsibility as Christians to watch, and that might be at different levels. You know, maybe, you know, mom and dad watch over their family or watch over their business. Maybe the pastor watches over his church. And maybe people, there's watchmen to the nations, just like there's prophets to the nations. So we all do have a, 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 a command to watch and pray. God doesn't want us to be blindsided in our everyday life. He doesn't want us to, to, to see the enemy come in, you know, like a flood. And we didn't notice, we didn't pay attention. And the, the remedy for that is is watching and praying. And I think a lot of us, we pray, but maybe we don't sit still long enough to really watch, to see what the Lord wants to show us. Habakkuk climbed up into his watchtower. He said, I will watch to see what the Lord will say to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
I have a, a very unusual question, probably, but uh, uh, many I see many, you know, on social media calling themselves a watchman. But what I can Im- sometimes sense is that they are more critical. They, they find somebody to criticize, to tear it down, to, and they say, "I am called to expose. I am called as a watchman to to warn others against this or that or this." Uh, you know. Uh, so, what is a correct definition according to you? Yeah, well, we have that. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that's that's really awesome. So, here's the thing: a watchman is not the same as a watchdog. And so yeah. some, <laughs> some people, they, t- <laughs> there can be some they take on the, out there. <laughs> the watchdog barks and barks and barks and bites, right? A watchdog, if you get too close to the watchdog, you know, the watchdog will bite you. The watchdog will attack you. And so some of these people who call themselves watchmen, they're acting like watchdogs. And yes, there are some who are called to point out sin in the church. I mean, look at David Wilkerson. You know, he was always calling out the sin in the church. It's Steve Hill, Leonard Ravenhill. You know, they did address sin. They did address, but they weren't attacking you know, specific people. They weren't heresy hunters that were trying to put words in our mouth. You know, every week somebody makes a video about me saying that I said something I didn't say or mixing up my words and they they make the sound bites and they take it out of context. Um, Those are watchdogs and they bark, they make a lot of noise and they bite. A watchman is a servant of the Lord and does not speak without an unction from the Lord. And And they can only see what the Lord wants to show them. It's not supposed to, see, here's the thing. Everything motivated by God is motivated by love because God is love. And a lot of these watchdogs out there who are very critical and want to expose everybody, they need to be very careful because God will expose them. Because when you have a ministry that all you want to do is expose, 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 instead of edify and exhort and comfort, you know, that you're going to reap what you sow. So if there's any watchdogs watching me, you're going to reap what you sow. You need to repent. In June uh, this year, we had a Scandinavian Faith Convention, and one of the ministers was Suzette Hatting from Germany. And uh, what she did at the end was actually to point on some people, not by names, but about their situation. And it became, it was such a heaviness from the Lord. And you really felt the presence. And it was just to correct and, uh, you know, to. uh, not to point uh, particular people, but what uh, the actions. Yeah. But it mm-hmm. uh, you felt really that the heaviness and the, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. That yeah. was the word. And and it, we felt it was love. Uh, mm-hmm. It was very kind, but it was very uh, sharp it, sh- and really sharp. very. You know, it brought the fear of the Lord to the people, mm. and that is the way I believe a watchman is doing. Uh, they are not going after people like you say a watchdog that is barking and biting, but they are correcting uh, with mm-hmm. love, with tenderness, with the love of, fa- of the Father's love, but with sharpness and with uh, the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I just want to. Well, I just want to ask you. Um, so, how do you know? Because you write that in in your uh, um, announcement or whatever you say about the book. Uh, how do you know if you're called to be a watchman? Because there are several things that you can point out to to check out if you are called to be a, a watchman. 
Yeah. And I go through a lot of that in the book. What comes to mind immediately is a watchman will have a discernment. They'll have knowings. They'll have, they'll be drawn, you know, by God to see things another, other people don't necessarily see. Uh, but a big thing with a watchman is uh, that burden of prayer. And it's a burden of prayer over what the Lord has shown them in the spirit. And so real watchmen pray. It's not, see, some people think that the watchman's job is over after they release the warning. Like, okay, I'm done. I've released the warning. I'm finished. That's not so. The watchman also must be part of the intercessory prayer effort to push back the darkness or to usher in the king of glory. One thing I've noticed about watchmen, and particularly uh, in my own life, and I'm just starting a new podcast called Praying the News, and that'll be, you know, probably later today, tomorrow in Spotify, is that, you know, we're really interested in what's going on in the world. We can't depend or expect the Holy Spirit to show us everything when we have the ability to look at the news. And so what I do is when I look at the news, I'm looking for the Holy Spirit to show me what I'm supposed to pray about. I'm looking for the Holy Spirit to illuminate something to me that that gives me a prayer burden or an unction, like the famine in Ethiopia or the prime minister in Japan and the spiritual condition of that nation. And so I'm operating, you know, as the as the watchman prophet, I'm operating at a higher level, but that could just be, you know, with regard to your kids. You, you're you just have more discernment. You have a prayer burden. You're seeing things. You just know what to do with them. So there's many ways to know uh, that you're a watchman. Yeah. And so that is, again, the warrior and the watchman going hand by hand because you you see something and you pray against it or war in it for it and you take dominion and power and you break curses. Uh, So that is so awesome. But if you have the discernment, is there anything else that that comes to mind in how to know if you're a watchman? Yeah, a lot of watchmen will have their seer eyes open. So everybody has the ability to see in the spirit because we are in Christ and we have uh, we have spiritual eyes and natural eyes, spiritual ears, natural ears. And so many times that when when one steps into their watchman role, they'll begin to see things in the spirit, visions, dreams. Sometimes that doesn't come automatically, um, but it does come. Uh, you'll be fascinated also by the the ministry of the watchman in the Bible. When God called me as a watchman, I was in Nicaragua in a, you know, like a tin roof with no windows and mosquito screens. And we were doing missionary work. And God told me to go to Ezekiel 3. And that's where God called Ezekiel as a watchman. And he said, warn the people. If you don't warn them, there's going to be blood on your hands. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord fell upon me in that moment. And I was just fascinated by all the watchmen in the Bible uh, from that point on in in the accounts of the watchmen. So you'll just really have a a desire, a strong desire uh, to study the the watchmen in the Bible, to pray, uh, to wait on the Lord, to sit in his presence, to see what he's going to show you. Um, that's a big thing for the watchman. We have to learn how to wait. And it's not easy. We get distracted. We have to learn how to focus. We have to write down what God's showing us. This is a serious responsibility. I've actually been doing a series at my church 
called Walking in the Watchman Anointing. And it's been like people look at me like very soberly and I'm not getting a lot of, yes, amen. They're all, it's very heavy because it's a big responsibility. And I really believe that where God gives us a big responsibility, he gives us a lot of grace to carry the weight of that. And he's calling out a new breed of watchmen right now. And St. Jacob said it, Dr. Sharon Stone said it. Uh, many of the prophets are saying the same thing. And we just have to understand that if God calls us to do something, his grace is going to abound and force to do it. Mm. You mentioned that uh, you just said that we need to learn to wait. And I want to use a metaphor from the soccer, <laughs> from the soccer game, because everyone wants to have victory, but not all people wants to fight. You know, the one who wins the soccer, who becomes the European Championship or the World Championship, have been fighting seven times in order to be to the final game and win the whole thing. So uh, once again, everybody loved winning. And in the church world, we say we go from victory to victory. But uh, what we're actually saying without thinking, we are going from fight to fight because there are no victory before we have a fight. No. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, you have to, yes. the, oh, to the victor goes the spoils. We have to fight if we're going to gather the spoils. There's no other way around it. And too many Christians, especially in America, that we don't want to fight. We, we just want to, we want the microwave breakthrough. We want it just instantly. And the deeper we go into the end times, the more we're going to have to understand, you know, who God is, who we are, and who the enemy is. If we want to win, we can walk in a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle, but we need to watch and pray. Amen. But is this something that you can take on? Is this an anointing that you can take on yourself? Or is it a calling from God? Is it something that you can develop? Like you can develop the seer anointing. You can practice in the prophetic and you can prophesy. Is the watchman anointing something that you can learn? Or is it a calling from God? Well, I think the calling of a watchman is from God. But I think that almost like... Let me give a comparison. So anybody can prophesy, but not everybody's a prophet. So any Christian can watch and pray and learn skills to help them be more effective and more successful in watching and praying, right? I mean, prayer is both caught and taught, right? We can learn principles of prayer, but we learn also by doing. And it's the same way. There, so there are people that are called to be a watchman, but then there are just the everyday average Christian. We're still called to watch and pray. And you might not ever stand in that role as a watchman officially, but you are still called to watch pray. And you can learn those skills. You can be taught. You can receive impartations. And sometimes God will start you off as a Christian who watches and prays to see if you're faithful in that realm and then he'll he'll reveal to you hey this is what you're actually called to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. amen amen Amen. so it also in your book because I I was uh, reading about this about the book uh, you write that how can how can you activate pray and develop and become a watchman so there is activations in your book and Mm -hmm. could you give us some examples of how the activations look like. Let me see if I can find my my book copy here. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center. 
a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at GlobalPropheticCenter.com. gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. I'm not sure where it went. So basically, uh, the activations are from Scripture, and we essentially are giving uh, our like I'm t- when I'm teaching this course in my my church, we're giving them different assignments. So one of them was to prayer walk through the city. Uh, we see in Scripture that the watchmen walked around the city, and so one of the assignments is to w- prayer walk around your city and see what God will show you. So we went out and we we went down to Fort Lauderdale Beach during spring break, which is very um, it was a very, a lot of people doing bad things. They were drinking and smoking and, you know, doing terrible things. And we went down there and began to walk around and around and around and pray to see what God would show us. And the, the, the fruit of that exercise was, is that God gave a lot of our people a bigger heart for their city because they saw not only through their natural eyes, but they saw in the spirit what was going on and they were better able then to make intercession for our city because they'd done that exercise. You know, another one is uh, choosing or not choosing, but discerning what is the watch that the Lord has set you to. So there's a 12 PM to 3 AM watch. That's the witching hour. There's a 3 AM to 6 AM watch. That's the glory hour that those are the glory hours. That's when I get up at in the three o'clock hour and begin to pray. Um, and so trying to get with the Lord and discern when is my ideal time to watch. And, and so there's about, I don't know, 40 or 50 of those activations in the book, but they're all based on scripture and what the Bible says about the watchmen. And it breaks it down in such a way that you can do these exercises and hone your skills and really find out 
sort of what kind of watchman you are, because there are certain watchmen that are really called more to just watch for God. Then there's watchmen that are called more to watch for demons or watch over families. And so there's different, just like, you know, prophets have different bents. No, we're not all the same. You know, apostles are not all the same. They have certain baseline functions, right? But they're not all the same. Um, you know, so, so watchmen are not all the same either. And this helps you really to determine you know, the specific anointing that you're operating in to watch and pray. Mm. I just want. I, I believe that uh, <laughs> we are fighting about. We are fighting about who's going to talk. <laughs> I, I believe that in the same way there are uh, traveling ministers, there are also traveling uh, watchmen. Ooh. And the reason for why I'm saying this is because when I did my military service in the uh, army or in the navy of Norway, I was on a coast guard ship, and we had a certain area that we traveled all the time in between. We had two points from the Swedish border up to uh, you know, halfway in Norway that we should watch, and we were traveling in our area all the time. So in the same way, I believe that uh, there are watchmen that are called to travel along the borders of our nation in order to be ready and to watch out and also be... Uh, uh, in, on one side, be like a watch man or a watch woman, but on the other side, also to be a lighthouse. Because when you discover something, you you know you um, you send a message further to the others to be aware of what is going on. That's really good. I like that. And I do, you know, every time I go into a nation, every time without fail, the Lord begins to speak to me about what he wants to do in that nation or the condition of the nation or the spirits that are oppressing the nation. And so, you know, when I was traveling through Europe, Germany and Belgium and France and England and Sweden, and uh, I don't know, I, we went all over. We, we went through Asia. We went through the, the, the Asia Pacific, Nor uh, Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Taiwan, Hong Kong. Uh, and on and on and on. God would always speak to me about what's going on in those nations. So I do believe that God sends watchmen to nations to have feet on the ground uh, in order to experience the territorial warfare and see what's going on and get strategies from heaven to pull down for the people. And so I think that the traveling watchmen, I like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I got a, um, what I heard about the activation, I, I really... Um, took hold of uh, what you said about getting a heart for that city and for that place. And that is what God did to me. And that is a testimony for, for, for me, actually, um, because uh, my heart was, Sweden is too harsh. Sweden is too hard. It's hard to be Christian here. All I wanted was to move to Florida. That was my <laughs> heart. And, with you. <laughs> yeah, that was my heart. That was my passion. I, I was looking for houses and I said, Teddy, you can work in Florida. It's going to be amazing. And you know, God is, told me, you need to start to pray for Sweden and do this Facebook live. And I called them Monday prayer for Sweden. And I started to pray and I said, nobody will watch these God so I'm just sitting here in my PJs and nobody's going to see it you know but God changed my heart in these broadcasts that I did it over, yeah I prayed for That's Sweden good. online uh, live <laughs> and through this God just transformed my heart and gave me a passion for my own nation and I think that somebody that is watching this you need to start to pray for your city you need to start to pray for your nation and you need to stay pray for your region and God will give you a heart for that nation God will
will give you passion for your region, for your city. And God is going to use you as a watchman to watch and pray. But you need to start somewhere, even if you don't even like your country. Like I, I didn't even like my country, but God will take you. If you're obedient and you will start, then God will transform that and he will use you as a watchman and as an intercessor for your nation. Mm. Was there a question? That was not a question. That was just an input. That was good, though. But see, that's the thing. You did that out of obedience because God told you to, to, to watch and pray over Sweden. And out of that, God, out of your obedience, God then transformed you both into agents of revival. You could have never led a reformation in Sweden until you were willing to lay it all down for Sweden. That's just how God is. That was a test, and you guys passed it. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you have to die because sometimes the seed just need to die to be, bear fruit. So sometimes we just have to lay off our own things and our own desires to just do whatever God says. Mm. I want to go back to the Royal Navy because <laughs> even though you are on a Coast Guard ship and are traveling, you know, each of the people on board have specific tasks and assignments. I was the uh, sonar operator and what a sonar operator does is sending out a signal and look what is coming back in comparison to the signal he sent in that way we discovered potential uh, russian submarines at one time and we even threatened them with threatened threatened it's not easy with english words <laughs> to send down uh, you know underwater bombs that this was real thing and, uh, you know, that. so I believe that uh, although you are traveling watchman and minister, you have a specific assignments as you do your work. Uh, what is your comment to that? Yeah, I, I truly believe that. One of my main assignments as a watchman is to raise up other watchmen. That was one of the things Cindy Jacobs prophesied over me when I interviewed her for the book. She said I was a mother to the new watchman movement. And so I'm not just watching and praying. That is what I do. Um, that's what we're going to be doing in the new Praying the News podcast. Um, but I'm also equipping others to discern their metron, where they're supposed to be standing, watching, praying, uh, because in the times we're in, see, watchmen have often been despised. I mean, in the Old Testament, nobody wanted to hear what they had to say. Nobody wanted to hear what Ezekiel had to say. Nobody wanted to hear it. You know, they were persecuted. But we're coming into an hour where watchmen are going to be appreciated in the body of Christ, the true watchmen, because we've been blindsided too many times. We've been blindsided by pandemics. We've been blind blindsided by terrorists. We've been blindsided by too many things. And we need a people. We need to cultivate a people that watch and pray, whether they're watchmen or not. And we need to begin to communicate one with another like we're doing now, building relationship across borders so that if I have a word for Sweden, guess what? I know who to call. You know, if you have a word for Florida or United States, you know who to call. If I have a word for Scotland, I know who to call. If I have a word for England, I know who to call. I have people all over the world now where we're connected and you know we're able to to break down those communication silos uh, 
but but yes, there are different assignments for different watchmen, just like there's different assignments for prophets. And we have to, will, our anointing will be most effective when we stay in the realm that God has called us to. And then when we're faithful in that, God expands us. I didn't start out, you know, traveling in nations. I started out, you know, just volunteering in a church, you know, decades ago. And God, little by little, you know, sent me out, sent me forth. And so that's the same thing God will do for all of you. You have a, a unique call. Those of you watching, you have a call to watch and pray. And as you're faithful in that, you know, oh, God only knows what, you know, what's in store for you. But I know it's awesome. Mm -hmm. yes. Amen. 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 We call the hours between four and uh, eight in the morning for the dog watch because nobody wanted to have those hours. But I believe in the hours when nobody wants to have is the hours when people, uh, God is really going to reveal the seekers and uh, what he is about to do. Yeah. And there were somebody that said about fasting, uh, there is something I'm going after more than food. But I believe as a watchman, there is something you go after more than sleep. Because as a watchman, you need some time to, so, to sacrifice your sleep to go up and pray and intercede for something. Uh, I... I put my alarm very, very early, just like you, before my work, uh, because I work full time in uh, the secular world, <laughs> uh, you know, but I put my alarm watch and sometimes I just drag myself up. I'm not into, I want to sleep in, I'm tired in the morning, but you have to obey. You have to just make a decision and, and just discipline yourself. And I believe that watchmen need to discipline themselves. But I would love for you, Jennifer, to just talk to the to the reformers, to the pioneers and to the watchmen here in Scandinavia. Could you please just uh, speak out of your heart and just give something encouraging to the people here? And then I, we would love for you to pray for Sweden and for Scandinavia. Okay, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. I really, God has spoken to me so much about revival, you know, in that region of the world, even over in Iceland, Finland, Sweden, you know, God, he has this region on his heart. And I believe that every prayer you pray, and I know those are, those who are watching me, you believe in the supernatural, you believe in the prophetic, you believe in intercession. You have to know that every prayer you pray is filling up the bowls in heaven. You, your prayer, your next prayer could be what sparks a great revival. We don't know when it's going to happen, but we know that it's going to happen. We have to be, as we are, soldiers in the army of God. We're not called to be as the world. We're supposed to lay it all down for Christ. It's not easy. Some days are hard. Many of you know that since June, I've been dealing with just one trial after my father passed away. Now my mother having surgery. Uh, Vanessa's husband passed away. I broke my foot, sprained it, haven't been able to walk for about two months. And guess what? I'm not bragging, but God sustained me. I can't brag because it's not me. You will go through trials. The Bible says anyone who lives a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but it's worth it. And some of you may be on the verge of giving up. You may be saying, I prayed for revival for 20 years, 30 years. I don't see it. You will see it. You know, And if you don't see it in your lifetime, if, if Jesus tarries and, and we all pass away, the next generation will see it. Abraham didn't see everything he believed for, but it did come 
come to pass. And we have to begin to think generationally. And I know that you all have this mindset. We need to begin to think generationally about reform. I believe Jesus is coming back or may. I believe he may very well come back in our lifetime. I do believe there's people on the earth today that will see the return of the Lord. And we have to be prepared for his second coming. We have to take on that identity as the bride of Christ. And we have to keep on pressing. Everything you're doing is is inching toward reformation. Everything you're doing is inching toward that revival, that awakening, souls saved, bodies healed, people delivered, walking in signs, wonders, and miracles. Now is the time to keep your hand to the plow, Sweden, Scandinavia, because God is going to raise up, you know, great reformers and deliverers and miracle workers from among you that are going to prove that Jesus is alive. There won't be enough churches in Sweden to take in the harvest that is coming. So we have to keep praying. We cannot stop and do not grow weary in well-doing because you are doing a great work. You got to be like Nehemiah. You know, when all the people try to get you to stop, they try to get you to quit. You have to say, no, I will not come down off this great wall. I have a great work to do. I'm not coming down. And so be encouraged because I know it's a hard territory. South Florida is a hard territory. England's a hard territory. Africa is a hard, everywhere is a hard territory, but God is big and he's great and he's going to come through. He's not a man that he should lie or the son of man that he should repent. So I do want to pray for you. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all of the watchmen, the remnant, the intercessors, the prophets, the believers who take you at your word, who believe that revival is coming, who believe that reformation is possible. And I ask you, Lord, to strengthen their hearts. Give them that spirit of might. Let them rise up in your spirit and take back what the devil stole. Let them not grow weary as they swing the sword, but help them see what's coming. Help them shut down the work of the enemy. Help them push back the darkness in Jesus' name. Help them, Lord, to do what they could never do in their own strength. Help them, Lord, to see the big picture, to keep their eyes on the prize, to see what's at stake if they take their hand off the prayer plow. Help them, Lord, encourage their hearts. Give them a glimpse of the victory. Help them to walk in a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Help them to build their towers in prayer so they can see further and further in the spirit, not just the demons, but the visitation that the Lord has planned for Sweden and all of Scandinavia and all of Europe. Thank you, Lord, that we will stand as agents of awakening. And the Lord would say to you today, I am indeed with you and I am helping you pray. So pray without ceasing, says the Lord, for I will put my word in your mouth and I will cause you to prophesy over your nation. I will cause you to war effectively with the word that I put in your mouth. It will become a sword. It will cut the enemy to pieces. So don't back down, says the Lord. Don't back down without a fight and don't back down from the fight. For I have given this nation into your hands and I will move upon the people and I will rescue those who are held captive by the enemy. But it depends on a cooperation with my spirit, says the Lord. You must follow me. You must obey me. You must do your part and then I will do my part, says the Lord. I want to see the fires of revival burning throughout Scandinavia, says the Lord, and I am calling you to pray with a militant spirit. I am calling you to call those things that be not as though they are, says the Lord. I am calling you to stand and withstand in the evil day and defy the enemy. I am calling you to go to the gates of your city and shut down and shut out the darkness that's creeping in and that has crept in. I am calling you to praise me with everything in you, says the Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah.
And I just want to pray as well because I just want to, as a, a member or whatever it's called here in this nation, in this region, I just want to cry out and call out and call forth the, the spiritual Vikings to rise. I call you forth in the name of Jesus to take dominion, to take and transform in the name of Jesus. I call you forth right now to rise up and to stand, to be bold and to be courageous, to not bow down. Do not bow down. Be like Sadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Do not bow. Do not bow. Do not bow to religion and do not bow to the, the um, antichrist spirit that is wants to quench us. Do not bow to the religious spirit that wants to quench the fire. Do not bow, but rise up in the name of Jesus. I call you forth right now. You spiritual Vikings, you generals, you, you warriors, rise up and take your place in the, in the army of the Lord and just come forth. I call you forth right now and I pray for the watchmen to arise in this nation, God. I I pray and I call for the watchman, the true watchman, not the watchdog. You need to, God, I pray that the watchdog's mouths will be shut, but that God, that the watchmen will stand up and take the place and to watch and to pray and intercede in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, do you have any more questions, Tarja? Uh, not more, uh, any more Navy stories. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I talked to you about this when you were here. Yeah, uh, you yes. have a question. Uh, one thing that I'm really grateful is since uh, three years back uh, when you visited us. Four years. Oh. Yes, almost three and a half years back. Is uh, that um, I told you when uh, we you were together with us that you made... Um, uh, the scriptures about dreams coming. I said it was like going from black, black and white TV to color TV. And I really mean uh, that today as well, because uh, uh, when you read, for example, from the end of Matthew chapter one until the whole, uh, also the whole chapter of uh, chapter two, you know, it's mentioned several times how God warned Joseph, for instance, through dreams and you know every time now when i read the word dreams it pops up in colors and it, mm. it becomes so important so i'm really uh, grateful it have meant so much to me personally yeah because you spoke about dreams when you were here i did i did and what you guys didn't know is that i was struggling with a massive health issue which turned out to be a curse so right after i left sweden we went to england and uh, met a prophet there who discerned that these health issues, which the doctors couldn't diagnose, was actually a curse. I was absolutely exhausted for uh, 15 months. I could barely get out of bed. And then I flew to Sweden. The Lord told me in January of 2018 that when I went to London in uh, June, that he would heal me. So I was with you. I was still very sick. And I pressed through it. And we had a great time. But I was still very sick. And then we went to London. And on the last day I was in London, this prophet was there. I had the splitting headache. She said, can I pray for you? And she said, there's a curse on you. A false prophet had put a curse on me and she broke it. And I've been just running for the Lord ever since. So Amen. that's Amen. the backstory. You guys didn't know that. <laughs> no. no, 
We are so happy that it turned out so well. Yeah. yeah. But Amen. I just want to honor you, Jennifer, because in my early walk in the prophetic, you, your teaching meant so, so much to me. And it was. And it still does. It still <laughs> does. But the making of a prophet, these books that you made about the prophetic and your teachings, I listened to you uh, so much in the beginning when I just. You know, started to discover my uh, the prophetic inside of me and and my calling and destiny. You know, so you helped really to shape shape me uh, in my early walk, and I'm just so grateful for all your teaching. It, you know, he, and here we are now doing it, the school of the supernatural, and and you you are a part because your seed, your teaching seed. The, I am a fruit of that, mm-hmm. uh, so I'm just so grateful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, welcome back to Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yes. So, we just want to thank you so much for being on the broadcast today. Uh, it, this has been amazing. I really hope that you're, you're, you're sharing this broadcast with your friends to just encourage them to start to pray, to start to intercede for nations, for cities, for families, for yourself. And, and buy the book. the book. Get yes. the book. Get the uh, book. Really get the book. Yeah, this needs to be read. This is a you know so uh, such on time prophetic uh, book that we all need to take. And I I feel so, like the Nehemias they are just rising up to to war and to build. Uh, and this book I think will he- help to to shape that and sharpen that. So where can people get the book? On Amazon? Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Any In any country, it's on Amazon. There's audio, Kindle, and paperback. Okay, awesome. good, good. Thank you so very much for taking the time and being with us. We are happy and we are really thankful and for you. And we honor you and we love you. Okay. Thank you. I love you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or sow into Operation Liberation, our missions arm, at jenniferleclair.org slash missions.